ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. There is nobody across from me because while I am flying solo for today's podcast, I am not alone. We'll be talking about how gamers can unite to engage and help with Food Lifeline with our good friend Lila over at Mox Boarding and the Engage Charity. Also, Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach will be talking to me about, well, San Diego Comic-Con news because, well, San Diego Comic-Con news happened at home. Lots and panels uh, going on with all of that. And, you know, today's Friday. It is the last day of July. And you know what's going on? A big thing that, well, I mean, Vicky right now probably has already binged the whole damn thing. But Umbrella Academy Season 2 is out on Netflix. If you hadn't had a chance, I know we posted on the Facebook page the first three minutes of the show, of Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, you can check that out right now. They did that to hype everything out, but it's uh, it's about that time to get that done, you know? You need to go watch it, you need to binge it. We'll be talking about our first impressions next week as we get down into it. Uh, but without any other further ado, let's talk with Miss Lila Ross about the Gamers Engaged with Food Lifeline charity that is happening very soon, and in fact, signups are right now. With me today is someone who not only does good in the community, but also does really good in just the gaming world all together. Lila from uh, Cafe Mox, from Mox Boarding House, from all of the wonderful places, and also the great, uh, the great thing with Engage as well. Lila, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. This is this is new to be talking to you from my home instead of in studio. I know, I know. I wish we could get you up here because it's uh, it's a lot of fun to have you come up and talk about a lot of the fun stuff that you've been going on. And normally, uh, a little bit earlier in the year, we would have been talking to you about uh, the Mox Gauntlet. Um, but mm. first, I do want to talk about uh, you guys have just expanded down to Portland, haven't you? We did. We just, um, I mean, we felt very thankful to be open uh, in this interesting time. Uh, so, yeah, we just finally got to open our doors uh, for the Portland Mox Boarding House. And um, things are going really great, even with COVID stuff. Yeah. And that's like the COVID was the reason why we can't do the, uh, the, the gauntlet this year. But you've decided to be able to finagle something and get something to happen. And actually, registration is starting now. Now for the gamers engaged with Food Lifeline. Now That's let's great. let's start off a little bit and tell us exactly what Engage is. Okay, so Engage is the charitable arm of Mox Boarding House and Card Kingdom. Um, we uh, we want to engage with our community, um, but we also want to engage engage with um, our uh, employees as well. So we do volunteerism. Uh, we set up uh, charity events, uh, both in person and online, and uh, so we have a new event coming up that is 100% virtual, and obviously that's because of COVID, mm-hmm. but we, we, we clearly are seeing that um, COVID is, is wreaking havoc on a lot of families right now, and um, so we wanted to create an event that helps to combat hunger during this time, since um, we know that 
the numbers of uh, food requests have gone up exponentially. Oh, absolutely. And this is one of those things where gamers can do the one thing that they love to do, which is game and do it for a good cause. Now, the event is happening August 9th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., but starting right now, July 31st, you can go and register yourself or a team, and all you have to do is go to gamersengage.com, and you're going to be featuring, featuring streamers and gamers not only doing uh, like video games, which is like a big thing with uh, you know extra life or anything like mm-hmm. that, but you guys are also looking at like tabletop games and RPGs as well. Yeah, and actually we're we're focusing even more on tabletop games just because that happens to be um, you know what Mox does. Yeah, um, and we have a fantastic community that generally or usually are hanging out in our stores <laughs> a lot. Um, so uh, we can cast a wide net with with folks that are um, uh, geographically close to us and friends of of the business that um, want to give back as well. So they can do it from the comfort of their home, and we're creating a platform. For, for them uh, to join us uh, at gamersengage.com. And one of the things is is that uh, you're looking to do this for the, the 12-hour period on August 9th, but, I mean, you start right now, and that was the thing with the gauntlet as well every year, is that people create their teams or decide to go solo, and they can start getting fundraising right away because this is a very important thing, and everything is going towards Food Lifeline, which you mentioned the fact that, I mean, like, so many people right now are going... Uh, um, either like unemployment or there's a lot of food insecurity happening right now. So this is one of the good ways that a lot of people can actually help out in their own community. That's right. And so Food Lifeline has been around for a long time and they, uh, they're actually um, a member of Feeding America. So Feeding America is, um, you know, they are trickling down uh, food and resources to um, the various uh, um Um, Feeding America members that then trickle that food down and resources to uh, local food banks and all across our state. So Food Lifeline uh, services uh, Western Washington. And right now, their their requests for food have doubled since uh, COVID has started. And unfortunately, 70 percent reduction in uh, food donations because they rely on donations from uh, just the regular community as well. So right now it is absolutely critical that, um, you know, private funding can help to support what they're doing. So we felt like that was a big need. And we also know that gamers are extremely generous, especially if we create a pathway for them to do that. Mm -hmm. So and actually donor drive is the platform that we're using. And it's the same one that is used for extra life. So we know that that is a very successful platform. Yeah. And we hope that this event is too. And that's a good point to have out there. I mean, you're using the stuff that's already available that people have been using year in and year out to make sure that this happens. And I mean, you guys have been just such a good, uh, good company and a good group of people to be able to push out all of this stuff. You guys really absolutely care about the community and what's going on. And like you said, the gamers out there, they want to help. And this is a great way for them to be able to do it. Well, thank you. And thank you. You've always allowed us to have um, a forum to share what we're doing. So thank you for helping us to get the word out. And actually, um, anybody can participate in this event. So once you set up um, your, your profile, you can email, you can tweet, you can Facebook, you can blog, you can do lots of ways to get the word out too. So, you know, our goal is for each person to raise $100 
um, Mm -hmm. per person. And if for $1, you can provide five meals, that's a lot, a lot of meals that we could be providing. So our goal for this event is 15,000 and that would equal 75,000 meals. So I, I really think we can do it. That's amazing. And I mean, this is one of those things also, like we said, it's a 12 hour period, but if you can just block out like two hours to do so, it's what you can do to help out, but at least do like two hours. But if you want to be the hardcore gamer and do it the whole time, we've seen the people like bang out those 24 hour streams, 12 hours really isn't that much, right? (laughs) I mean, what else are you doing? Why not play Totally. Yeah. Right. Everyone's just sitting at home probably, you know, how how all this all works out, but it is for a good cause because... Because, like, everybody, well, literally, everyone needs to eat. I mean, I, I, I know I'm stating the obvious right there, but there's a lot of people out there who don't know where their next meal is going to come. And that builds anxiety. And that just, it does so many other things. And it's a uh, it's a snowballing effect that can really affect people uh, constantly throughout the day, worrying if you can get some sort of food or if you're not getting the healthiest food either. Sometimes people are just filling their calories with junk because that's all they can afford. This gives people a chance to get good, healthy food. Yep, absolutely. That's what we're doing this for. Again, it is GamersEngage.com. You can go and sign up right now. The event is happening Sunday, August 9th. We'll be putting out some more updates as uh, it gets a little bit closer to the date as well. We'll be putting out and blasting it out on all of our social media. But people can check out that site, get the information. And, I mean, you guys are going to be helping out and trying to uh, make sure that all these people have successful streams and uh, uh, events as well. So, I mean, you're not going into it totally alone. Nope. Once you sign up, you'll have resources and overlays and digital assets and things that will really help to help your personal campaign pop. So we got you covered. Awesome, Lila. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. And really, seriously, thank you for, you know, thinking beyond just, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's stuck in their own personal bubble, not knowing what's going on, but being able to have some compassion for all the people out there. I think that's one of the cool things about gamers, especially in the Pacific Northwest, but also around the entire world, is that we do care and we want to see everybody else rise up as well. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for your time. Appreciate it, Lila. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, Lila, for doing everything that you do, and especially all the good stuff that Mox has been doing over the years. If you are in the Portland area, like I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, interview, go ahead and check out their new Mox boarding house in Portland. Uh, I haven't had a chance to check it out myself. We'll get a road trip down there eventually. I know that's going to be a a for sure thing. But if you do have a chance to check it out, or even their Seattle or their Ballard location, or Bellevue location, I mean, sorry about that, uh, do just... Have some fun, get some food, and uh, buy some games. Moving on from that, San Diego Comic-Con did happen at home for everybody. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of panels, well, maybe hundreds of hours of panels. There was a lot of stuff going on. And in order to disseminate the the information there, we've got our own Gareth Von Kallenbach here uh, to talk about some of the things that really interested him and, of course, me, because I told him, hey, look at this, we need to talk about this. (laughs) Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us, and like we talked before, which was a preview for San Diego Comic-Con at home, the panels have gone down, and Gareth, I'm really excited to hear what uh, you've been excited about. The first thing you told me was that Captain Marvel 2 may be uh, kind of ambitious when they're going for it. Yeah, now this, of course, was not something that was talked about at the show, Mm. but um, naturally, after all the 
panels and stuff, news is starting to leak around. And we've talked about, you know, the chaos about uh, the new filming guidelines and what may or may not happen. What we do know is that obviously Black Widow's done. We do know that um, The Eternals was filmed and they're in post-production and Shang-Chi is getting ready to film in Australia. And then, of course, we heard that Natalie Portman has said that at the first of the year, they expect to start filming the new Thor film down in Australia. Well, then we started to hear news that um, Captain Marvel 2 may be a mini Avengers style film. And by that, Captain America Civil War, that while it was distinctively a Captain America story, you had most of the Avengers in there as well. And of Hmm. course... You know, after Endgame, the lineup's a little different. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, this is what people are wondering. Are we going to see, like, certain Avengers mixed with potential new Avengers, or is it going to be all new? We don't know. That's just the rumor, but that is uh, apparently what they think the new direction is going to happen. Well, and it, and, and it, it kind of makes sense if you think about it, too, because one of the things that Captain Marvel introduced were the scrolls, and the big thing with that would be Secret Wars, which I've heard rumors that that would be the next big Infinity Saga-type thing, so to have it be a Civil War type where, hey, maybe we don't know maybe tony stark ends up being a scroll and now suddenly everything is all just thrown out there exactly and see that's what's so funny about this because as i tell people remember when they announced phase four at comic-con last year that was not the full phase four that was only supposed to be the next couple of years and there were several films that we heard rumors of like for example you did not see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on that list, even though we know that it's planned. Yeah. We did not see Captain Marvel 2, even though we've been told absolutely there's going to be a sequel. Why wouldn't there be? It made over a billion dollars at the box office. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense with all of that. And we'll just have to see where it goes. I'm just excited just to be uh, doing the theory crafting when it comes down to it. Now, also with the films, uh, we need to talk about the movie theaters themselves. And there have been uh, some fighting between places like AMC and Universal. Have they come to some sort of agreement yet or are they still uh, fighting? What happened was AMC and Universal announced the other day that they have an agreement. And apparently this will also extend to the AMC theaters that they operate overseas. And the agreement is basically that there will be 17 days, which must include three weekends of exclusive content at the theaters before they can go to any other platform. And the mentality is, well, the first three weeks are traditionally when the films make their most money in the theater. So, you know, you say, hey, that's Mm -hmm. great. Well, now the chain that is behind Regal, which is considered the you know the second major distributor, they've come out and said absolutely not. This is <laughs> this is stupid. This makes no financial sense, and we're not going to agree to this. Wow. So you know there you have it. So you basically have AMC saying we're okay with this deal, and then the second guy saying uh, nope. You know, we we don't uh, we're not going to be doing this. And you kind of know that there's several other chains, big and small, sitting there in the wings going, you know, let's wait and see how this plans out. And, you know, again, it comes back to 
it's easy to talk right now what happens when theaters reopen at any kind of significant capacity yeah. and the studios start rolling out their big films. You know, are you really going to stand on your principles when it's, hey, we got to make up for all these losses of being closed? but we're upset with them and we don't, you know, it's the old money in the short term versus the long-term viability because you don't want them to all of a sudden start going, gee, we've got a glut of films. We've got all these 2020 films plus the 2021 slated releases. Let's start throwing a few of them video on demand. Uh, You know, big panel from Comic-Con, Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Yeah. They've come out and said, we're going to release it in theaters and video and demand on the same day. Yeah, and I, I mean, think it, it just makes what sense. Theaters are trying to stop. Oh, and that's, I mean, I understand that, but right now, we don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, you look at something like the movie Tenant, which is supposed to be this massive movie, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with it, but they keep pushing back the movie like a couple of weeks or a month at a time, and like, you just don't know right now. I need, think you need to expect for like 2020 that just people aren't going to go to movies even if you open up the place it's not going to be like a it's going to not going to be full capacity and b there's going to be a lot of people who are very timid about going to places like this where it's a small enclosed space oh absolutely and see and that's the problem and i think they're again you have the studios saying this is good for now, but then you have the theaters saying, we've got to nip this in the bud so it doesn't become the way of the future. And you were so right about the theaters. Like I was talking with one of my reps the other day, and I said, you know, we talk about when press screenings resume and stuff like this. And I told her, I said, you know, honestly, I would be comfortable if they were kind of like they do with certain special events like the Star Wars films, certain Marvel films, certain Disney films where they're press only. They Mm -hmm. hold them in the afternoon and there's only like 50, 60 of us in the theater. And I said, all right, you know, if they did that where they could space the 50 or 60 of us and our guests out and we had to wear masks and possibly do a temperature screening before we got in the auditorium. I'd be okay with that. But if it's the everybody lining up with their free tickets to get in once the press are seated and they're going to pack the place and everyone's trying to, cr- no, there's mm-hmm. absolutely no way I would no do way. that. Or even just the fact that with the press screenings and like the people getting in, like they're waiting hours in a line that is just jam packed. You just like, literally you just can't do that anymore. So just don't. Uh, moving on from that, other things are being pushed back, including Avatar and Star Wars. I thought Avatar just started uh, filming again. They have. They uh, moved production to New Zealand and they started filming. And this is at this point, uh, three movies, two for sure. And I, I, we, we get a lot of conflicting things about the third one. We've heard it is absolutely uh, happening, the third of the unreleased films. And then we've heard some say, well, they're going to do the two movies, see how it, they do, and then go with the other one. But apparently a lot of films in the last week uh, got shuffled around. And now Avatar had been delayed a few times, which you kind of expect with the pandemic and the complexity of a film of this nature. Uh, it was scheduled for not this Christmas, next Christmas. Mm-hmm. And apparently they looked at it and looked at the state of the world and said, you know what? No, let's just do Christmas 2021. And this, of course, caused a shuffle because Disney, which now owns Avatar as part of their Fox purchase, had planned, OK, we're going to be rolling these things out every other year. 
And then they said, oh, yeah, you know what? We still have this as yet unnamed Star Wars trilogy or three films. They, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all assume it's a trilogy, but they've said three films. And if so what they're planning to do is essentially everything went back. It was going to be, you know, Avatar in 2021, Star Wars 2022, alternate the years. They're still going to do that. They just said everything goes back a year. Ah, all right. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, well, I mean, keeping people safe, doing it, making sure it's going to be a good product. I mean, I'm just expecting everything is going to be pushed back no matter what. Yeah, and the funny <laughs> thing is, too, is it's leading to all sorts of rumors because now we're getting tons of rumors that since I think we can safely say we are not going to see a Star Wars film until 2023 at this point, or excuse me, 2022, yeah, the end uh, or of 20, it, 2023, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, let's look at Disney Plus, and you're starting to hear rumors that there might be more live-action Star Wars series coming to that to fill things in until the movies resume. And you know what? I love the short form, uh, I guess, not even short form, but just like the, uh, the 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 serial type stuff, like the TV shows, like The Mandalorian and stuff like that. I think in that, even like Clone Wars and uh, all those things with Star Wars, I think those are a lot more fun now than uh, any other Star Wars movies. But maybe it's just because it's all been about the Skywalker saga and the fact that they can move away from that now. Maybe it'll be a different sort of thing and I'll be more down with the movies. But I do like the series a little bit more at this point. One thing that I was really actually excited about going completely away from Star Wars now is that Bob's Burgers, of all things, is coming out with a movie. Yeah, we've been hearing rumors about this for a long time, and it was popping up on release schedules, but there were no trailers. And, you know, we're sitting here looking at pre-pandemic going, how could this thing be coming out in a few months? Um but there's no trailers. And so the natural reaction was, I got it. They're waiting for their San Diego Comic-Con panel. They're going to drop the trailer. Big news, social media, boom, boom, boom. Well, they did their panel at the Comic-Con online, and they had some footage from the episodes, which are going to start dropping in September. I think September 27th, I remember the date, right? And all they said was, the movie's coming along. It's almost done. That's it. Oh. So, and they made jokes about, you know, if we have to go to a drive-in to see it, we'll do it. But, uh, you know, the belief is that it is going to be held back until things are normal and we have um, widespread releases. But at least they have the um, new season pretty much done and ready to go. Oh, wow. Cool, man. I love that show. <laughs> Well, they have one episode. They showed some clips. They showed clips from several, but they said there's one that they're very excited over, but they're also nervous about, and it has to deal with a pinworm outbreak. And they showed uh, some scenes like Gene doing the butt scoot, uh, and so on and so forth. And they said they were concerned uh, because obviously it was written before the current events. Yeah, but they, there was concern that people would think they're making fun of infectious diseases and pandemics. Yeah, I could understand why that would, but I mean, I kind of just want to see Gene butt scooting on the carpet, so maybe I'll just go and watch that clip. <laughs> yeah, and in the end, they said apparently it, you know, the finished product was quite funny, so you know, go ahead. Uh, also, New Mutants. What the hell's going on, dude? Well, this one uh, was surprising in that 
It was a late addition to the Comic-Con at home lineup. They'd already announced the lineup. They, of course, said things could change. There were a few cancellations at the last minute, so on and so forth. But this came in, and the speculation was, okay, they're going to be announcing that it's coming to video on demand. And Mm -hmm. I had one place insist to me that it was coming out just after Labor Day weekend on Disney+, Plus, so on and so forth. Well, that got shot down really fast. What they did was they opened it up. And they had their. They it was nice that they had a sense of humor about it because there were all the rumors of reshoots and constant delays. They opened up with showing the various release dates, so they'd like show one, put a line through it, show another one, put a line through it, and then in probably the greatest moment uh, of the online panels, or at least one of them, they put up all these comments from social media for people saying things like. Well, at least I hope my grandchildren are going to be able to see the film and so on and so forth. <laughs> That's amazing. And then they put out a date, and and it, which, you know, truthfully, I'm going to say right now, that seems like wild optimism to me. But they put out a late August date, and then right next to it put, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and so they cut it. They went into the panel. They showed, like, the opening two minutes. They took, you know... Uh, various things about it. They mentioned how originally it was going to be uh, part of a series. Now there's talk that we've heard that it's more of a standalone, that sort of thing. But what was interesting about it was now that they're summarizing, and of course the panels are being left up so these numbers could change, uh, apparently New Mutants was far and away the most watched of all the panels. They had over, I think it was well over 300,000 hits. Damn! Damn! You know, some people say, well, gee, it was online and free to all. That's not all that many. But when you consider it would be in a panel room, probably of somewhere between, I I would guess it'd be a Hall H thing. So you're looking at about 8,300, 8,400 people. The fact that they got 300,000 people right there to watch it should tell you something. Yeah, absolutely. And that was on a Thursday, if I remember correctly, too, while a lot of people were working or otherwise preoccupied. And I'm willing to bet that as we go forward and more people that time, I've talked to numerous people who've said, you know, I got so busy, I didn't have a chance to watch any of the panels yet. I'm going to be doing that this weekend. Um, It'll be interesting to see where the numbers go. Yeah. And like, I just, I just like, just for my own well-being and for these poor people who have put out this movie, I want this movie to come out just so we can say that it is out, you know? <laughs> just Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like some of those, uh, um, I, I, I almost hate to use this comparison, but like the original Roger Corman Fantastic Four that oh, good God, kind of dude. only see on the uh, bootleg video. <laughs> yeah, that, the most horrifying <laughs> like, version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, before we get out of here, are we ever going to get the season finale of The Walking Dead? <laughs> I sure hope so. So uh, they did a <laughs> they did a triple shot of panels at Comic Con. They were literally one right after another. All three of the shows. And we had footage from all three shows. We had question and answer that was submitted by fans and such. They mentioned that Walking Dead World Beyond will be a limited series. Apparently, it's set to only run two seasons. Oh, okay. And then they said um, a date, and it was in late September. And essentially what they said was like, for example, with The Walking Dead, they're going to show the season finale. And then immediately show the premiere of Walking Dead World Beyond. 
Oh, that's a good way to just try to even like even if they're not really tied in together like timeline wise, it's still a good way to lead into the new series when you've got everybody waiting for the finale of a pretty epic season. Exactly, and of course it'll build some hype, and I think you're going to run into people who have said, "Oh, geez, another Walking Dead show," and you know you get mm-hmm. some that are saying, "Oh, the quality's gone down," and I haven't watched it like I did, and it hasn't been the same since Glenn, and so on and so forth. And you know we've heard all the the storylines, and I I think the fact that a there's been a delay between anything fresh, and the fact that they're going to say, "Okay, this is the season finale." And, oh, yeah, have a look at the new show. I think, especially with the, let's be honest, there isn't going to be the usual competition out there for your viewing. I think this is going to do well, and I think this could go a long way to bringing back some of the people who have had their interest wane or have left it all together. I think they're, they're going to oh, say, yeah. you know what, I think I'm going to give it a second look. Well, and that's something, man. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Everything is just really weird right now. So if you have a little bit of something that's some familiarity and then you get back into something new, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get back onto the old zombie train with this one. Uh, I love it. I love all the information. And, I mean, we're just barely scratching the surface when it comes down to all of this. You can get more information at Skewed and Review. That is SKNR.net. And I have a feeling we're still going to be hitting some more news stuff from San Diego in the next week or so as well well <laughs> yeah there, there's some you know uh interesting rumors that are circling around you get you know perhaps expansions on uh various things you know star trek discovery no no release date at the panel then we get a release date a few days later for season three things like that are going to start coming out yeah so it'll be really interesting to see what they have Thank you so much, Gareth. Like I said, Gareth von Kallenbach at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find all the information at SKNR.net. Thanks, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Gareth von Kallenbach, Skewed and Reviewed, SKNR.net. Understand that that's going to be happening and uh, lots of information that we just totally can't cover at this point in time. So go to SKNR.net, find all their stuff on their social media as well. Gareth has been posting a ton of stuff. It's a good way to get all the information out there. And we'll be running down some of our favorite things, including the fact that, hey, go watch the video of Keanu talking about not only Bill and Ted, the next movie coming out where they face the music, but also he had a great interview with the makers and the creators of Constantine, the movie. Went back and watched that this last week. And you know what? It holds up. You can watch it on Hulu. I thought it was great. I really feel that Tilda Swinton and uh, the actor who played Lucifer, which I can't remember right now, both of them were the standout characters in that movie. But you know what? It holds up. Just don't consider it the whole comic book thing, and I think you'll be fine. Uh, Lots of new stuff coming up, and the whole gang will be here for Monday's podcast as well, so definitely check out all of that. Thank you guys for listening to us. If you want to contact us, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Plenty of ways to do so. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy.